Welcome to Bridging Worlds, Adam Art Gallery's podcast content accompanying the exhibitions Lucian Resources Everything and Megan Dunn's The Mermaid Chronicles. These shows ran through in the gallery until December 2022. Although two distinct exhibitions, they align around similar notions of personal obsessions and private fantasies. In Resources Everything, the material produced by his uncle Gerald O'Brien was completely secret until after his death, whereas Dunn's The Mermaid Chronicles is a celebration of all things merpeople. This episode features Otepoti artist and poet Jessica Henirangi Thompson Carr, aka the Māori Mermaid, with curator Megan Dunn as they discuss their individual resonance with mermaid symbology. The Māori Mermaid reads her own work and talks about the work of others, from poetry to popular culture, shining light on the imaginative potential of the mermaid and its relevance to contemporary Aotearoa. Kia ora koutou and welcome everyone. Thanks so much for coming. It's my um, great pleasure to step in for um, Jay, who is an awesome poet. If you haven't read Jay, do yourself a favour. Um, but I'm also delighted to be here with the Māori Mermaid, with Jess. I'm a massive fan of Jess's work. Um, Jess does wonderful illustrative work and is also um, a writer, a poet, a journalist. Um, so what we thought we do today. Uh, I have, of course, curated the Mermaid Chronicles. I'm the writer in residence this year on campus, and I've been working on what on my memoir. <laughs> my um, I spoke to a mermaid who I know well the other day, and she was asking how it's going, and she coined memoir for me for my memoir about my midlife crisis journey to meet the mermaids. Um, but what really matters to me is the way the mermaid is such a resonant symbol um, for so many different types of people um, and different types of voices. So, Jess, um, so good to have you here. Hey, let's let's kick off by when did you adopt the name the Maori mermaid and when did mermaid show up for you? Like I'm interested in the relationship between your writing and your and your drawing and your art. Kia ora. Okay. Uh, so ooh, it was a while ago. I finished my degree at university and I wanted to start sharing my art and my toy. And I was looking for an artist's name and the only one that made sense was Māori Mermaid because uh, coming out of high school, I had begun a reconnection journey with my whakapapa and figuring out who my identity uh, is a Māori and Pākehā wahine on this whenua. And a big part of that identity was a bit of crisis and feeling very torn up and in between trying to sort of move between two very different worlds that coexisted quite tightly. And so the symbol of the mermaid made sense to me as someone who had to move between two different worlds and who represented a lot in that sense, uh, a lot of beauty, but also like a lot of the the rawness and the the complexity of it and of that identity journey. So I think it was around 2017 that I adopted the name Māori Mermaid and started sharing my mahi online 
uh, under that sort of identity. Yeah. Did the drawings of mermaids come first? And can you can you talk a little bit about your writing in relationship to your your toy, your art? Mm. Uh, the drawings of mermaids. Oh my gosh! I started drawing mermaids when I was really little, so I've always been obsessed, and I just have memories of drawing them as a toddler. But I remember like getting to an age where like I was drawing them and then I learned that like boobs were inappropriate. And so I would draw them and then I would tear them up into little pieces because like I was like, oh, shame. I don't know. I think there was a very complicated relationship with them as well. And I wonder if that was like sexuality is like learning that the female body was sexualized. Sorry, that's a bit off over there, but like. Um, no, don't. It isn't because everyone <laughs> thinks with mermaids, people think kids and then they think sex workers. I, I know. because it was uh, Yeah, it was like an interesting, <laughs> like, I was like yeah. innocently drawing these beautiful creatures that I was obsessed with. And then I just remember the significant moment in my life where I was like, oh, no, I'm drawing like a bare chested woman. I've learned that that's inappropriate. And I remember like quite young realizing that. I was always obsessed with this novel series called Ingo by Helen Dunmore. Oh, yes. yeah. I, I loved it. Oh, oh, my God. I was, yeah. The movies, like all the movies, like the obviously the Disney Little Mermaid, but there were all these other Little Mermaid adaptions that I really loved. There was like a Reader's Digest <laughs> Little Mermaid that I used to get out on VHS from the library played it all the time it was like I think it was an anime cartoon version yeah um, okay yeah and then like aquamarine the teen yeah. sort of movie and yeah those sort of things followed me and I grew up with them I guess yeah sorry back to what you mm. asked me sharing these images of the mermaid digitally I didn't start doing that till about 2017 2018 and I started drawing them on paper with charcoal first and then I started drawing them on my iPad and giving them a bit of color and just sort of exploring that symbol and what it means to me and being like Maori and Pākehā also mm -hmm. just it also helps me like figure out my sexuality quite a lot as like uh, someone who's still figuring it out, but mm. bisexual, pansexual, gee, they not quite feeling fully one thing, not quite feeling fully, fully wahine, fully woman. So I think it's interesting how many people adopt the symbol really young and I have had I mean because my entry point recently into mermaids has been interviewing people who's, who work as mermaids many of them when they're young put their legs together and want to tie them together with towels or attach them together and swim as mermaids so are you are you a swimmer Jess the basic kind of question or is this all metaphorical for you I love swimming, but I'm not oh, a okay. swimmer. I'm not like I growing up, obviously I would play mermaids in the pool and I put my legs yeah. together and hold my arms like this. And you'd go like that with your body and sort of flop yeah. around and yeah, get yeah. absolutely nowhere. But it felt like I was really fast and I felt like I was really good. But growing up, I've realized I'm not the like strongest swimmer, but I still do it. And I still am obsessed with the water. 
I would say I'm maybe more of like a freshwater mermaid though because the mm-hmm. um, yeah. I love the Moana, but I don't go too deep because it does mm-hmm. it, maybe not scare me, but it intimidates me. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I think people always find that a bit weird, but I do love to swim and I do love the water in general. But it is a, yeah, it's very much metaphorical in the sense that if you follow me and you follow what I do, it is imagery and art, like digital art primarily and poetry and you're not necessarily going to see me swimming on my page much but I hope (laughs) one day (laughs) to get to a point my dream is to have a mermaid tail one day oh my god I feel like I've got to hook you up I feel like (laughs) I I might be able to do this (laughs) I'm so got one yeah please do because like I've wanted one for like probably eight years or something. I used to be really interested in the Florida mermaids, the, is it Weeki Watchy Springs? Yes, yes, yep. I yep. loved like looking at those and and being like, when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to work there. And then I realized I'm not a good swimmer, so I cannot work there. And I'm I not- think it, it is intense. I think Weeki Watchy, we have a video in the, in, in the Kirk Gallery downstairs of, um, by Andrew Brusso, a local filmmaker who's often worked at the Springs. Um, and he's made calendars of mermaids and there's a wonderful performance of mermaids and their fabric tales in the Springs. Obviously, I know kind of mermaids who are Gen X like me who started all making their own tales independently in the early 2000s, often working with special effects artists and now there's a huge kind of mermaid tail couture industry which is both commercial and quite artisan as well like I, you'll love Mirbella I'll hook you up with a link she's like awesome um, anyway, anyway I can see how deep I can go with this with you I ask because mermaids for me are just so metaphorical like I'm not a good swimmer at all and whilst I have swum in the tail kind of wanting to have the feelings that they have when they're in water it's just not my comfort zone um you know so that's a that's a big divide Jess w- w- tell me a bit more about your writing and how much you write and would you read would you do a reading for us yeah yeah absolutely I uh again so withdrawing I started writing at a very young age as well and I always wanted to be a writer I started sharing my art before like imagery before I started sharing my writing so much um but I'm getting back into Mm. it I'm getting back into sharing my poetry it's a it's a really great way of making sense of of I just love how freeing poetry is because I'm not uh hyper aware of it while I'm writing and I'm not obsessing over writing the wrong thing um because it feels like I can flow with it and anything kind of goes so I am really enjoying writing about identity in my poetry and so Mm. a big part of that is writing mermaid poems I do have two I can share if you're yeah is is it time to share shall I yeah I I would love to everyone is nodding you might not be able to (laughs) see that you can only see my talking head everyone is nodding yes I'm glad okay my first poem is uh I've titled aquamarine okay aquamarine I ride the storm into town and wash up in a muddy swimming pool to hide a night away wondering, is love real? Wait for sunrise when my legs can wake up, tail dissolving like candy floss in water, 
filmy slime folds off prickly skin. I carve the remnants away with chisel fingernails and climb up the ladder. I walk around barefoot, barebacked across a cold beach and pick up shattered power and cut shell, which I decorate my breasts and bones with. Find a tatty blue beach towel to wrap around my now ordinary, now boring, now open form and suddenly I'm an it girl, strapless mini coral heels ready to hit the club. Looking for this thing called love. I heard about it in our creation stories. When the sky loved the earth so hard he couldn't let go. It took having countless children to finally surrender to the press and push birthing. The rest of us, love has to hurt to make more aroha. Where are you? Now you're not closed around me in a forever darkness. I fear you've run away to hide. I dance in the club with sea spray, sweat splashing casually. The strobe hurts my freshwater eyes, shine like fish eggs. Pupil beads dart around in search of aroha, looking for this thing our nans told us about as they rocked us to sleep. Aroha that could stretch for miles across ocean pathways, wait for eons across migrations and colonizations and memory loss. Aroha I don't think I can find in the club. At first, I wonder if it is because I'm not quite like them enough to find it. What I am looking for, and I desperately want to run back to the ocean because I fear, what if I am the traditional mermaid, the manatee girl, the seal lady, not the cream blonde serene siren, wide opal-eyed wishful nymph like I see in their movies. I learned on the day I first stepped to the shore that there is nothing worse than being anything but the it girl, effortless, slippery, rich, embracing the lost souls of men looking for soft core sugar and pearl, men I thought I yearned for, men I thought I needed for love. I run to the whare paku and stare in the mirror, clearer than the underwater glass I always had to check myself in growing up. They want to position themselves over you like diggers and cranes over pulsing earth mounds. They want to excavate you, hoist your roots out of the dirt like pulling fingernails, torture most vile. They want to drag their teeth across your seabed until all the life is stripped away. I'm a woman now. I am Aroha. Sweat stink on the back of my neck, under my arms. Aqua veins splash, crimson flow. Buttermilk braids, sticky palmed, lip gloss cake mouth. Aquamarine, I long for love. Aquamarine, I long to love myself. I drink the water from the sink, it lacks salt. I run out of the club and tear the towel from my erratic body bits and twirl it over my head like a victory. You can't catch me. Sprinting naked through the streets, I plunge back into the moana. See myself long-tailed once more. My nails flash the colour of aroha, l'amour. I run them over my scales and laugh. Because loving my wairua exists. Loving my tinana exists. Loving my lineage exists. And I don't have to purchase anything to hold them in my webbed fingers. That's that one. Mm, awesome. <laughs> okay. And I have one more. Do I have time for one more? Yes, please. Yes. Yes. Let's give it a go. <laughs> okay. This one's called Mermaid, which mm. is the Middle English spelling yes. of mermaid. And I was yes. like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> okay. I'll play with that. Okay. Mermaid. Merely a maid. Spindly armed hair down to there, apple cheeked, heart lipped, taking months off of life to rest in cottages by the sea, staring out toward hostile horizons swaddled in scratchy shawls. Combs here in lily ponds, bears triplets in the spring, a muse in marble, an angel glow portrait posing, a frayed rug to walk over baby's first steps on her back, a skeleton leaf, an etching, and a cage. I was here. 
a woman locked in the attic, slinking across stinking wallpaper, writing novels for dusty men below, not human, not human. Mere maid, mere maid. The warrior in the clearing exposed and unguarded, the independent therapist, cutthroat manic pixie monster, the dusky maiden and the waka, European veils cover up the shameful lungs, liver, kidneys. How embarrassing your spleen is showing. Club the captain of the endeavor for hauling your hooked body out of the waves on deck. Whip your media out and slice your initials in his skin. Your rage is well thought out. Your bloodlust is calculated and calm. What do I fight for? Who do I fight for? Mermaid. Mermaid. I am nothing but water. I am merely water. But anything but mere. More than a daughter. Less of a statue and more of an element. Less of a goddess and more of a hurricane. I am water. I am air. I am what men fear. A mermaid. Wow. Kiara, great. <laughs> Are those recent, Jess? Have you published those in print or not wow. yet? I actually wrote wow. those over the past few weeks in anticipation for this corridor. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. I Yeah, that's awesome. They have a bit I, of um, needed, but that's pretty, yeah, they're pretty raw at the moment, but I was content with them. Yeah, no, it's wonderful to hear those. I think it was really important to me to have an event um, that that did touch on the mermaid in literature and and in poetry. Um, so thank you for um, for that. I have a have a few poems that mean something to me that I'll share. I can't claim to reach the same dizzy heights, but I, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for setting us off on a good note. I think this is the first thing I ever published as a, you know, as a creative writer, for want of a better term. Um, in 2003, this was my first published poem in Landfall, um, and I, I share it. It was edited by Justin Patton. Good on you, Justin, for taking my work. And I called it Another Useless Ophelia, although I have changed titles of this over the years. Daryl Hannah's bones are at the bottom of the ocean. They are very quiet. Beautiful white bones with sandy hair stretching out to infinity. Her real hair is gone. Strand by dandelion strand, it floated away. There was a time when translucent fish nibbled on her aqua eyes and an eel wrapped himself around her long brown leg. Still soft and warm, he thought it was his mother. Until gradually, bit by bit, Daryl Hannah disappeared. All that gorgeous flesh spent at sea, the tide going out on her career, hours of B-grade movies unraveling. They buried her with her tail, the one she wore in Splash. Its rubbery orange spine lay over her like a blanket before finally drifting off, tumbling through the waves as rich as caviar. Once a boy spotted it and told his father, he had seen a mermaid. So that's just to give you a sense of how long I've been milking the same manatee. Um, I was told in art school that I couldn't make a work about Daryl Hannah. And, um, you know, I cut up a work about Splash and I was interested in her turning into a mermaid in the bath. I love how many people represent themselves in the bath as mermaids. I also love your mermaids with the books. When I did an underwater shoot, I had a book because, you know, I read, I write, I write books. <laughs> um, 
And I was really ecstatic to meet all of these other people who actually had seen Splash and taken it literally and thought, well, I can swim. How did that, that tail's real? How can I get one? How can I make one? And then have kind of pioneered this vocation of being mermaids. Um, I've written a lot of stuff about mermaids over the years. In the 2000s, I wrote a long piece called The Mermaid Chronicles, which was many stanzas long and um, about mermaids here, there and everywhere. Some were under the ice trying to thaw out like popsicles. Others were taking coral samples and they were up to all sorts of things roving about. So that's where the title of the show comes from. But I wanted to share a couple of years ago, this Canadian poet, Dominica Martinello, published her collection, All Day I Dream About Sirens. Um, and this, this poetry collection is contemporary. It kind of brings a contemporary lens to lots of different mythic takes on the mermaids, as so many of us do. And I asked Dominica if it would be okay if I read one, and she said, yes. This is called Adidas. If you are the siren, why do you balk at rebranding? A hot iron can turn a sea cow into iconography. Split-tailed, plucked smooth as a Brazilian wax. If you are the siren, there's cognitive surplus, ennui, affluency of the net. If you are the siren, you are freed from your circle, liberated from your outer ring into the great cable of symbols. If you are the siren, you're the Madonna of mermaids, about to ruffle some feathers. If you are the siren, this isn't new, history laid in a copywriter's muse. If you are the siren, you are somebody's handmaiden, Persephone or Howard Schultz. Go forth towards the comment section. If you are the siren, you are defined by an elite and wealthy heritage. Foamy, Moby Dick, Boat Cruise, Milky Sweet, picked clean, bleached white. If you are the siren, green your specific shade of green. If you are the siren, create order, be beacon, be shimmering dyad palmed by their feet. If you are the siren, you are at the forefront of the consumer revolution, sustainable and cruelty free. If you were the siren over the last 40 years, we've made some changes to that identity. We sell entry to a community of like-minded people, cattle them in, strike at the pulse point of the sun. If you are the siren, you will do the rest. Um, this, I really loved the way Dominica had obviously seen the online mermaids and thought about the way the mermaid thought about the mermaid's relationship to merchandise and how and to femininity and how can how that can be so powerful yet so trivialized and that is something that really magnetizes me to um siren imagery and then I, I think just as the, as the last poem like there are many things I've been addressing in the book that I'm writing but I just wanted to tell you probably the most important poem to me is Adrian Rich's Diving Into the Wreck. It was probably written in 1973, published in a collection called Diving Into the Wreck in 1974, the year I was born. Um, it won um, a, a major award for fiction. I want to say the Pulitzer, but I could be wrong. I could be blanking. And every time I wrote about mermaids in my, uh, over time, you know, uh, over this 20 years, I would be told by someone, read 
Adrian Richards diving into the wreck. And for a long time, I resisted and I didn't read it. But when there is Medusa Serena is uh, um, represented in the show, uh, for 16 years, she has run an underwater burlesque show <clears throat> at the, the wreck bar in Florida. And when I went to Florida, I went there because of Adrian Rich's poem, Diving Into the Wreck, and it occurred to me that Medu Serena was straight out of one of these stanzas. So I share this very famous poem with you today. Um, First, having read the book of myths and loaded the camera and checked the edge of the knife blade, I put on the body armour of black rubber, the absurd flippers, the grave and awkward mask. I'm having to do this, not like Costeau with his assiduous team aboard the sun-flooded schooner, but here alone. There is a ladder. The ladder is always there, hanging innocently close to the side of the schooner. We know what it is for, we who have used it. Otherwise, it is a piece of maritime floss, some sundry equipment. I go down. Rung after rung and still the oxygen immerses me, the blue light, the clear atoms of our human ear. I go down, my flippers cripple me. I crawl like an insect down the ladder and there is no one to tell me when the ocean will begin. First the air is blue and then it is bluer and then green and then black, I am blacking out and yet my mask is powerful, it pumps my blood with power. The sea is another story. The sea is not a question of power. I have to learn alone to turn my body without force in the deep element. And now it is easy to forget what I came for among so many who have always lived here, swaying their crenulated fans between the reefs. And besides, you breathe differently down here. I came to explore the wreck, the words of purposes, the words of maps. I came to see the damage that was done and the treasures that prevail. I stroke the beam of my lamp slowly upon the flank of something more permanent than fish or weed. The thing I came for, the wreck and not the story of the wreck, the thing itself and not the myth. The drowned face always staring towards the sun, the evidence of damage worn by salt and sway into this threadbare beauty. The ribs of the disaster curving their assertion among the tentative haunters. This is the place. And I am here, the mermaid whose dark hair streams black, the merman in his armoured body. We circle silently around the wreck, we dive into the hold. I am she, I am he, whose drowned face sleeps with open eyes, whose breasts still bear the stress, whose silver, copper, vermilion cargo lies obscurely inside barrels half wedged and left to rot. We are the half-destroyed instruments that once held to a course, the water-eaten log, the fouled compass. We are, I am, you are, by cowardice or courage, the one who find our way back to this scene, carrying a knife, a camera, a book of myths in which our names do not appear. So that is one juggernaut of a poem, uh, but I also loved that when Adrienne was awarded the, um, the prize, she refused to take the prize solely, and this is the speech she gave. 
We, Audrey Lord, Adrian Rich and Alice Walker, together accept this award in the name of all the women whose voices have gone and still go unheard in a patriarchal world. And the name of those like us who have tolerated, who have been tolerated as token women in this culture, often at great cost and in great pain. We believe that we can enrich ourselves more in supporting and giving to each other than by competing against each other. And that poetry, if it is poetry, exists in a realm beyond ranking and comparison. And she, they end the speech by saying, we dedicate this occasion to the struggle for self-determination of all women, of every colour, identification or derived class. The poet, the housewife, the lesbian, the mathematician, the mother, the dishwasher, the pregnant teenager, the teacher, the grandmother, the prostitute, the philosopher, the waitress, the woman who will understand what we are doing here and those who will not understand yet. The silent woman whose voices have been denied us the articulate women who have given us strength to do our work. So I just wanted to share that because it means an awful lot to me and is a real motivator for me and what I've been doing with mermaids. And I feel that their speech includes mermaids and I feel it includes the Māori mermaid um, <laughs> too. So if, if anyone has any questions or comments, please, we are very... Um, we are sirens, but we are very, very approachable. Kilda, thank you, Jess, and thank you, Megan. I'm just thinking about this intersection of mermaids and sex work, and you said right at the start, Megan. Um, mm. And, like, where did that come from? Like, has it always been like that, or is that just, like, the patriarchy? Or, like, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm very new to this, mm. to this. I don't know a whole lot about mermaids. I didn't even watch The Little Mermaid when I was a kid. Mm. So, like, yeah, where did that come from? And has it always been like that? And what are your thoughts on that? Like, is that like a mm. powerful reclaim or I don't know? I think it does date back to antiquity. I've got um, a, a short Zoom that will be released soon with Sarah Peverly, an um, academic and English professor at Liverpool University, is writing not one but two books on the history of mermaids. So the association with mermaids and um, dangerous femininity does go back to antiquity. Um, and there's a lot of conflation between various monster stories, like originally sirens were, were they weren't described how sirens looked, but then they become kind of conflated with bird woman. And, but the fish-tailed mermaid always exists. I believe from Sarah, in the medieval era in England, they use imagery of mermaids as pagan imagery to, to, to ward against giving in to lustful, sinful appetites. And the word mermaid was even used as a kind of slang for prostitute in the Middle Ages because there's that um, cleaving away from, um, you know, pagan gods and identities. Um, so, the, so when you see... Like we have here, Jess, um, in Te Whanganui Atara, there's a mermaid strip club and there's one in Auckland, of course, as well. So it's funny just how ancient that is. And it's kind of weird. I, I loved all of the... Um, representation of um, female sexuality and femininity coming through in your poems. And I think the, the, 
that I think that really interests me as well uh, about mermaid imagery, the, the sexualization of the mermaid. At the same time, you know, most people will say to you, well, mermaids don't have vaginas or where is it or how do they have sex? And so I think it's quite a tangled history. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know much about the history, but I know that like the mermaid for me is quite um, a challenging symbol in the sense that it can be really liberating but also represent a lot of things that I fear but not by choice a lot of things that I've been trained to fear about my own sexuality and there's that sense of like oh the siren is luring you into something dangerous or something that is not on the right path for you but actually um, I'm always trying to like look at it and reframe it as maybe it is the right path and to not be afraid of that sort of siren's call toward um, liberated sexuality and your own sort of like natural sexuality. And yeah, everything you said makes sense Mm -hmm. to me. But yeah, that's what I think. I think too that the dichotomy of the mermaid interests me and how easily the mermaid is dismissed. And I think it's because like dolls are dismissed or, you know, I have the first mermaid doll I had in the show. But over time, as I've written about various different toys and female toys, um, and I know too, like with Barbie, uh, the creator of Barbie, until she made the doll beautiful, her kids didn't want to play with it. So I am interested in how these things limit us but attract us. How can we breathe through them? How how easily they're dismissed and yet how hard they are to really get rid of as ideas um, th- that manifest powerfully. And I do like the way... The mermaid appeals to people who who don't relate to binary sexuality. I also like the way that it appeals to men um, and and offers a kind of counterpoint to toxic masculinity. Like I've interviewed this guy in um, Newfoundland in Canada who made a a calendar of his moustache and beard club. They decided to make a calendar for charity, a doudoir calendar, and they're all big guys. Most of them are probably hit. I don't know. But they all dressed up in fabric mermaid tails for it, and it became a viral sensation, and they raised thousands and thousands of dollars and did several calendars. And when I spoke to him about how it it evolved, it was through doing work in his community, something called Project Kindness, and then he just started all of these initiatives when he was out of work and was interested in how big burly men and mermaid tails frolicking and having fun became a positive symbol for something else. So the conversations have gone in all sorts of directions over time with people. Anyway, thank you, Jess. Like, I really value um, you as an artist and a voice, and it was, it's was it been wonderful to have you here. I would love to meet you in person, as we discussed before, and um, I'd love to see those published. Yeah, I'm really interested and curious to read more of your work. I, there's a wonderful YouTube clip with Jess talking about her 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 work and her whakapapa and um, the mermaid is a powerful symbol for swimming between two worlds. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, kia ora. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry I couldn't be here in person. I have a phobia of flying, so I only really come up and drive up, but I'm going to get over that one day. I'm not a heights person. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm a mermaid. I'm not supposed to be in the air, (laughs) but I really appreciate it. Sorry if I rambled a bit. I was a little nervous, but it was really special to share the poetry with you and share some thoughts and all of that with all of you and you, Megan. It was beautiful to talk to you and hear the poetry you had to share. That was all amazing. I really appreciated it. Yeah. Oh, kia ora. Well, you have a you have a great day. I'll I'll hook you up with that tail, and then you'll be like motoring up in your mermaid tail. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs>